what's up? This is Dave Fenoy, and I do voices for video games and cartoons and uh, a lot of other things, and apparently now uh, podcast intros. Well, welcome to Game Fix Podcast on conradio.com. All right, partner. You know what time it is. All right, welcome again to another edition of the Game Fix Podcast. I am Spanish. And I am Berlin. <laughs> you can hit us up at our main website, gamefix.ning.com, and watch our weekly stream, sometimes even more than weekly, twitch.tv slash gamefix. Yes, yes, and you can also please follow us on our Twitter, at gamefixshow. It's the same on Instagram, and it's the same if you subscribe to us there on the YouTubes. So, but we have a, uh, a kind of a, a special week. Uh, I, I, would, I would call it, I don't even have a name for it, but I'm going to go with it, and hopefully the guys that are on the line with us right now will be okay with it, but but uh, what about the uh, like the indie minute? No, not the minute. Oh God, what is it? What is it? The indie indie hour? Indie hour. How about <laughs> how do you feel about that? Really? <laughs> video game stuff and things. Yeah. Okay, that's even better actually. So, uh, <laughs> but without further ado, why don't I just introduce them? Uh, we have all the guys. Well, most of the guys at this point uh, from Dark Tonic Studios, uh, and they are here to talk about a new game that they're coming out with. Uh, they're going to come out with a Kickstarter. We'll get into all of that, but let me first introduce everybody. Um, Dave Farisi. Did I say that right? Yeah. Okay, he is the lead environment artist on the game, so please welcome him. Of course, uh, Kevin Urban, he's the announcer, and he's also, he's also playing Rasputin. Give us a little bit. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's, uh, I, oh man, I, I didn't want to be put on the spot. You totally did, and I like it. It's smooth. <laughs> we'll call you Smooth Pipes Kevin, at least, for, for this show. Just imagine then, that was done with a Russian accent, you'll yeah. be fine. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, oh, go ahead. We're going to make everyone just imagine the accents for all of our voice actors. That's, that's voice fine, actors. that's fine. Ben Marcus, he's the lead programmer. Ben, say what's up. Hey, how's it going? going on and then of course the uh commander in chief uh, as i like to as i like to refer, refer to him uh eric boozman uh of course he is uh, what is that, is that is that your title i don't know what's your title i don't have a title uh yeah that's the commander in chief i have a lot of uh, i don't know i do a bunch of stuff I, <laughs> I basically just try to keep everybody uh on track yeah and uh and support them as best i can okay. but um yeah i i don't know creative director is the main thing that oh. i do Okay. Um, right. And it's Bozeman, by the way, What's not it? not Boozman. Did it I looks just say like Boozman? That. Wow. But here's the thing. So Boz in in Dutch it means angry. But um, the, the, I'm really a happy guy. Are so. you angry now that I that I said your name wrong? I don't know why I said well, your now, name. Well now wait wait wait, wait 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 wait. It makes you, sense why he never brought us booze. But yeah. he's you've been on on different things that we've done. And we've always <laughs> and called you. Never by corrected you. <laughs> we, I mean, you've never corrected us. I know. Ever. It's, just, it's you know, I, growing up, I. I finally just accepted it, and but today I felt, why not? Let's, I like it. No, let's know the truth. Take take ch take charge. This is your yeah, thing, man. man. <laughs> First day of the rest of your life. Yeah. Thank you, sir. I have another. Exactly. I need as much as you can to just be pissed off at me. So anyway, <laughs> but uh, the 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 game actually, Eric. Why don't you why don't you just tell everybody what the game is and what it is and what the hell you're doing? <laughs> what the hell are we doing? Well. So, Legend of the Brawl is a four-player co-op 3D action brawler with quick-play missions and shenanigans. That's that's the way we like it. So, the, the concept is 
you jump in with your friends, um, you play like really quick, short missions, something like five minutes. You get in, collect loot, kill some bad dudes, um, and then hop out, upgrade your dudes, and jump back in. So it's kind of like uh, a similar flow to something like Heroes of the Storm or other MOBAs, but a lot yeah. faster. And the action is all like Twitch based. So uh, it's all, you know, platformer style controls from the 90s. Um, good, uh, like third person action combat, um, special attacks. So we've, we've got some uh, kind of detailed hit zones yeah. on our uh, hit colliders and stuff. So fighting game fans will have something to sink their teeth into. And, um, you can occasionally punch your friends. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I, I see. I'm excited about all the, the different characters, but let's let's pause on that and let's. We're going to start the show. I just wanted to at least let people know who you guys are and why you're here. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. But let, we're going to start the show like we normally do. We always start the show what we've been playing this week, and you guys are our special guests, so we kind of want to know, you know, what goes through your head on a week basis. What have you been playing this week, Dave? Why don't we start out with you? Uh, <laughs> and I'm, put, I'm putting you all on the spot right now. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I haven't played anything okay, in the last couple okay, of weeks. Okay, uh, g- give me your favorite. The game. last, the last game I played though, a couple, couple weeks ago, uh, Atlas Reactor. Oh, uh, I was playing that in beta for a while, and then I guess they finally did a big release or open release of it. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Okay. Um, it's like I don't even know how to classify it because it's so different. <laughs> it's like uh, uh, team-based. Uh, kind of turn team based turn based brawler. Oh, okay. Uh, it's kind of like a moba. It's weird. It's uh, like a bunch of bunch of genres thrown together. All right. Isn't it sad when the first day of release is the last day you play a game? <laughs> <laughs> if I had time, it wouldn't have been. I, I would have played it some more. That's right. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Kevin, what about you? What, what what did you play this week? Or give us a couple of your favorite games. So my favorite games um, probably of all time are uh, the Super Smash Brothers franchise mm-hmm. and um, who here plays like Madden or MLB, like the show, like sports video I play games. Madden. Yeah, I play Madden. Huge fan of those. Sure. Yeah, I can't avoid Madden. I mean, sure. <laughs> even non-sports fans, you got to love it. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it is great. the best football game, but I, I, to be honest with you, I, I was more of a blitz type player, you know, like I was more oh, of yeah. an animated, I'm going to knock your head off and it's fun yeah, to that, do that. That was like, an, that was more so of like an arcade game totally. than like a, a sports simulation. It, yeah, oh, it, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was WWE yeah. on a football field. Totally. I love that. Oh my God. It's so good. That's so funny. Uh, ben, what about you? Uh, let's see. Lately, uh, I've been in Enderall. Are you familiar with it? No. It's a it's a free mod that was put out for uh, Skyrim. Oh, it's okay. It's like a total conversion, so okay. it's a completely different game, but it's using a lot of the similar assets right. and game mechanics. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's really good. I mean, they got <laughs> a full set of voice actors. Not all of them are the best voice actors, yeah. but um, maybe, it's passable. Maybe they yeah. need new ones. The story's pretty cool. <laughs> all right. Well, that's cool. Uh, what about some of your favorite games? If you've if you played... <sighs> My favorite games, um, I'm a pretty hardcore Blizzard fan. Nice. Played WoW for several years. Um, StarCraft? I play a lot of uh, Heroes of the Storm. Okay. I'm a StarCraft guy, so I, yeah. I, yeah, I get that. Watch a lot nice. of StarCraft tournaments, too. Cool. <laughs> I don't cool. play it as much anymore. <laughs> yeah, I went, I went to an MLG one year, so that was kind of cool. I got to see that. Nice. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, and, of course, Eric, 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to be. You're. Gonna, I'm going to make you last every time, no matter what. <laughs> nice. That's appropriate. Yeah. So, um, so uh, I've been playing Forza Horizon Three. Ah, yes. Uh, you, you, you are, you are the car guy. I know that. I, I'm definitely a car guy. Yeah. The, all the racing games are in my past, and um, I still love them big time. So, uh, and and to that, Verlaine, man, you gotta, you gotta join my club. I sent you an invite already. <gasps> oh, Verlaine, you didn't do it. Verlaine didn't oh, do really? it. Oh, <laughs> really? No, it was I like yesterday. It, well. So. Well, see, here's the thing with the the clubs is still kind of weird, and I think you only get invites if you actually go in to search for clubs. Otherwise, because I've invited tons of people, and they don't know where to find the invite. Hmm. But I'll join. I, I do promise. not accept if you join mine. Oh, <laughs> did you get mine? I. <laughs> we didn't send me one. Shut up. <laughs> did you get did mine? You look? Did you look? Yeah. Whatever. Well, that's cool. Well, yeah. Well, Verlaine plays Overwatch, and that's why he wants to start clubs. And and a, and actually, it's been going well. I, you did have actually? Let's just do that, Verlaine. What have you been playing this week? <laughs> Man, I've been playing Overwatch. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> um, you guys talk about Blizzard. Blizzard, really, for me. Um, when I was a PC gamer, I just strictly played the Valve games on Steam. Never really was into Blizzard. Hearthstone I got into for a little bit, uh, but then Overwatch came out, man, and I I don't want anything else. I can't stop playing it. Um, I mean, there and, and the support that Blizzard gives to their games just makes it all all more worth it for me. You know, I know I'm not going to be picking up a title that in six months is just going to be abandoned. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, all right, look, they have this Halloween update that they just did. Does anybody else play Overwatch? I played yeah. a little bit. I haven't right, got to the update yet, yo. <clears throat> That's the only thing. Yeah. So, so the Halloween update comes out, and, and a lot of people have new skins that are Halloween-themed. Well, Mercy has a witch, a witch costume, and while you're playing the Brawl, Instead of saying, uh, heroes never die, she says, my servants never die to the AI when she brings them out. Well, all the fans wanted that phrase to be connected to the skin, so they did it. That's cool. <laughs> and it's that nice. kind of stuff that just makes me, I'm, I'm very glad that I, I am a Blizzard guy now, for sure. <laughs> and that's so funny um, because, like, I would pretty much fight with him as far as because like i i i am the starcraft guy i love playing that game ever ever since the first starcraft and like i i kept telling him how awesome blizzard is they they do right they do their gamers right and now he's he has seen the light he's seen the light <laughs> how many years um, has food war survived oh my, right right <laughs> See what I'm saying? Thank you, Thank <laughs> you South Korea. We're saving yeah. <laughs> single-handedly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I also played a little 2K17. Um, just created a character. WWE. So can, Make sure you next. tell them that. Yeah. So they know. WWE. Yeah. That 2K17. Uh, and then Battlefield One because of EA Access. You know, I got the the 10 hour trial. And honestly, I mean, I played a little bit. It's a beautiful game, but still, it's not it's not Battlefield to me. It just isn't. Yeah, he's off the bandwagon. See, I love that. See, I love how... You no, know, you guys have to understand that he is a the Battlefield nerd of the group. Yeah, because we're not nerds at all. So but, what about Star Wars Battlefront? How does that fit in? Well, see, that's the thing. I think Battlefront was just a precursor to this new UI that they're using for Battlefield. And even with the engine, like the game, 
feels like Battlefront. And that's not a bad thing because Battlefront felt it feels like the old Battlefronts from, you know, PlayStation 2 days. Like, the way that it plays, like, to me, just, it feels like Battlefront, which is different than Battlefield, but now Battlefield 1 is, like, feels like Battlefront. Hmm. I'm not sure that's what EA was intending, but... (laughs) Well, uh, to me, (laughs) like, after, like, right when I started... Right when I started the game and I started playing and and seeing the new menu style and just the way that it moves and feels for me was ju- just like Battlefront. I'm not knocking Battlefront. I like Battlefront. Oh no! But it's not it's not Battlefield. Mm. So you're the UI is turning you off of the franchise because it doesn't. No 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 no. The UI is not turning me off, but the UI looked like the Battlefield how battlefield set up and then playing the game the actual feel of battlefield like it it feels like battlefront did to me it doesn't feel like battlefield 4 or battlefield hardline like the it's it's like the difference between playing battlefield and call of duty Hmm. right like it just doesn't it doesn't feel the same to me Mm -hmm. and with overwatch being there i'm just not even like worried about it right now Now, are, are you playing primarily on pc with that stuff no, Xbox One, console. Okay. So I, I wonder if any of that has to do with, like, controller speed or, or anything like that. Hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It just... All right, with Battlefront, when I play it, it just feels... I don't know how to explain it. It just doesn't... I mean, I know what you're saying. Maybe if I, like, adjusted the sensitivity of the controller. I'm just mm-hmm. talking just generally the way that the game plays for me just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I play Battlefield a lot, man. And see, this is actually a, a really interesting thing because there's people knock, in, in our industry, a lot of people knock the QA jobs um, being because they're sort of bottom of the rung. But the thing is that <clears throat> a really good QA guy that can clearly express what's happening uh and and what they're feeling in the game and what maybe it's is not feeling right to them um that's a really valuable skill um and it's not that easy you know because you can say well this it doesn't feel right or it's not fun but but being able to really clearly express that and try to come up with you know some ways to uh to to fix it i mean is is pretty challenging Hmm. right I don't think it's a broken thing. I think it's just a new because look, do you any of you guys still play Battlefields at all? Like Battlefield Four or Hardline? Played like, I was a uh, Call of Duty guy for the longest time, but I never really got into into Battlefield till I got Star Wars Battlefront kind of back in Christmas when it came out. So mm. I okay, never really yeah. played it. Yeah, they're 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 doing this weird thing because they're still supporting Battlefield Four and Hardline, and they're actually integrating it into the main menu. So when you pull up Battlefield One, you can go to a side tab and choose Battlefield Four, and then choose a level, and pretty much seamlessly be match made into a Battlefield Four game, as long as you own the game on console. Um, is, yeah, on console. That's so they're doing this thing. They're, they're doing. And they're gonna they're gonna do the same thing with Hardline. And the the thing is, if you play Battlefield Four right now, they since it's pretty much all over. Like all their their DLC is out. They have this. You know, the quick play is different now. Quick play, you just choose quick play, and then you choose the game type, and then this screen comes up with all the map, like the icons for every map. Okay, but 
they're grouped up into one section called year one. You can't select anything except for year one, but why even put that if they're not planning more? And the fact that Battlefield 1, to me, a Battlefield player, obviously so, so feels wait, wait, wait. like a so, different game. So you're just mad about the extra step to get in the game? No, oh. I'm not mad at all. I'm saying, I'm saying they're still supporting Battlefield 4 after all this time. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying. Maybe that's to me, that, 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 it makes, it makes sense. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Well, uh, um, all right, that's fair. Uh, here, I'll tell you what I've been playing so we can just move on from this. <laughs> right. What have you um, been playing, Dave? Hey, hey, thanks, Eric. Um, I have been, I, I played, I finally got into Lords of the Fallen. It was one of the free games for the PlayStation Plus last month. Yeah. And I finally got into it. And um, let me tell you, uh, I am not a fan at all. <laughs> oh, like, really? Like, I, I thought the game looked good. Uh, I mean, the, the the way the game looks is 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 cool. Like, I just I just think it looks beastly. It just looks gnarly. It just looks cool. I, I, there's everything dirty. Everything about it is like so cool. But like, okay. <laughs> First of all, there was there's no teaching you how to play this game. Like, you get in this game, and there's not a lot of, like, saying, okay, hit this, this will make you do this. and do. So there's a big learning curve, like, trying to figure out how to play this game. And I died a lot. And, like, <laughs> I died from, like, character, you know, like, guys that are just, like, the normal, you know, enemies that are just, like, eh, you know, probably takes, like, three swipes, but I couldn't hit them. Because I okay, so a that frustrated the shit out of me. That's but, like the Dark Souls experience oh, right there. Yes, that's good. That's a good good comparison. But like, uh, and also after you died, all the enemies you killed respawned in the exact same spot. So yeah, it's it's built a lot like Dark Souls. Yeah. So I was just like, so I was like, okay, well, at least I got that far, and then like, so I I died of course, <laughs> and then I come back and. Well, I gotta, I gotta kill all the guys that, that I probably died three times trying to kill <laughs> each. So, like, so that may be pretty. Bleh, bleh. Uh, the timing of the attacks are everything in this game. Uh, if you're off by just like a just a, just a quick second, you're you're gonna die. Uh, it doesn't take much to take you down. Uh, the the one thing I could say that that was really good about it, but maybe because it maybe that's the reason why it is bad. <laughs> the the loading screens were pretty quick. I was actually pretty impressed by that. Uh, and I know that's not like huge, and I get it. I know, but Best like feature that, that, of Lord of the Fallen. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, I think you're hitting a trend though. Like this is this is common. There's like a split in gamers where a lot of people want something where they can just progress through, yeah. and uh, with a with an easy learning curve in the beginning. Yeah. And some people just want a punishing experience that they can overcome because the harder the challenge that you overcome. The better feeling of success you get. Well, right? don't like, get me wrong. <laughs> I like a good good battle, and I I like a good difficulty level to get it going. But I also kind of want to learn how to play the game as well. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I I enjoy playing the game correctly too. So, Did you read the manual first? Well, there's, <laughs> oh, there's I don't think so people don't anymore. read. Hey, people don't read the manual. Manual? What's a manual? They don't come with manuals. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was a downloadable free game that I got on PlayStation Plus. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? Um, there's a PDF in there somewhere. Oh, and, and, and one other thing I wanted to mention: uh, when, when you're when you're you can, you can you can focus on the enemy. You know, you can click. I think it's L three, and you focus on the enemy, uh, and and then you could just battle that one enemy, right? Well, the problem with that is when you're trying to roll out of the way, some of the attacks from the enemy is like is like a, just a downward like chop, like with a weapon, you know, and and the damage goes forward, okay, 
So it goes actually further than the actual weapon, right? So when you're trying to roll out of the way, it's hard to roll left or right when you're focused on them. It always makes you roll backwards, and it doesn't matter because then you get hit by it no matter what. <laughs> and, and it's so frustrating. So like, I, I've actually, I actually thought, I, I found that it was easier to play the game when you weren't focused on any enemy. And that's, <laughs> I feel like that's not really the way it's supposed I mean, to be. So yes, and all this game got me really frustrated. And if I, it works for you, though, I mean, I guess what's wrong with that? I don't know. So it's interesting. I mean, Legends of the Brawl, right now we've got L3 map to uh, target lock in that same way. Uh-oh. So, Uh-oh. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <It's> over. <laughs> well, we've been debating whether that should be on the, the left trigger or whether it should be like a, you know, a lockable system like that. Like a click. So, yeah. Because I think Grand Theft Auto feels really good the way that you pull the trigger totally. and hold it. For lock and then release it to let go of lock i agree so that's a little bit of a religious discussion that we've been having inside the team um but uh but we'll have to take a look at that to see what they what they got right and and maybe what could be improved okay all right well um i, I played that and of course I, I went back to a little far yeah far harbor so and it was <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah they don't know the show here okay uh yeah I, I play a lot of fallout i'm a big fallout guy but uh, i always go back and forth oh you know what i, I take the back I, I i played some rocket league you guys play rocket league at all yes i've yet to play it oh my god it i played it fun briefly game. it's so much fun yeah so it's i played to do list yes there. i played a little bit of that and uh, that's yeah, so yeah. weird uh, eric that, that's like totally up your alley I know it just, and that's why I haven't played it yet. Okay, <laughs> like I'm, I'm afraid of of being addicted to it. Maybe uh, it, it's actually one of those cool games where you could just pick it up, play one game, and put it down. That's cool. You know what I mean? Like you if you, you had a little bit of time, you got 20 minutes, play play maybe maybe two games or whatever, and then you're good. Like it doesn't last you know forever. I found real life Rocket League today. <laughs> like a, a video a of, of of cars. Yeah, actually, yes. like. Knocking a ball over, and they had like cranes the that crane? were trying to yeah, act I as goalies. That. I saw yeah. that. That's funny. <laughs> that's pretty cool. It was awesome. <laughs> well, all right. So, well, that's that's the segment of what we've been playing. Uh, I don't ever say that at the end of the segment, so don't worry. That's not like a thing. Uh, but <laughs> well, it is now. <laughs> it is now <laughs> for today. But let's uh, really let's uh, let's just get into their game. I, I think that's uh, I think that's a route we should take right now. Boo, boo, boo. That's why they're here. Do they have like uh, a theme uh, song or? Oh yeah, do you, do you, yeah, I, oh, yeah. I should have gotten that. I don't know. Maybe I think I'll, it's too late. Maybe I'll edit it in. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We'll just uh, have Eric sing it. You, uh, you know it's it? It's like, <laughs> I mean, something like that. <laughs> we'll just have to watch the video. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, Sounds fun. Yeah, well, okay. It was perfect to you. It was perfect. Yeah, it's just, this is just our memory. So. Well, since we're on that, let, let's just talk about that. Uh, how was, the, how was this, the, the music choice chosen? And I know that has not a lot to do with the, the programming, but we'll get into that. <laughs> here's, here's the reality of that situation. The, it was so last minute. Um, we, uh, we we took way too long finding uh, an audio studio to work with. So we had an audio director, this uh, this awesome guy named Nate Madsen, who was working with us. Um, he, uh, crazy guy, had to stop working um, for free and go get an actual job somewhere. So we, we lost a, a really talented guy. And yeah, can you believe it? And um, so we, but uh, I'd been putting feelers out for for months and months and months, looking for somebody to replace him, and um, it just really sort of coming up short. And yeah. 
uh, we started to get really desperate because we really wanted to hit this uh, this October date for this Kickstarter because we didn't want it to end too far into like uh, a Christmas season and get lost in some of the um, you know the all, all the holiday promo stuff. So there's kind of this this tricky window that you need to hit to uh, to have your your best shot. Mm-hmm. So that that gave us like this hard date to to hit, and so we had to just kind of scramble to find some audio guys. And just like serendipitously, we found this uh, this really cool crew from Toronto uh, called Orb Soundworks, and um, they're uh, they they work like us. They're a remote team, um, and there's there's a bunch of them. They've got a, a really cool composer uh, who uh, uh, who's who did the the track that you hear there in uh, in our Kickstarter video, mm-hmm. and uh, the guy Clayton in in Toronto who did the actual like sound effects that we threw in there, um, and they'll be doing the sound design on the actual game as well. Which so we're, but we just got hooked up with them, and in the matter of like two days, they just turned this whole thing around. It was. It's pretty amazing. Like, you know, uh, I'm a musician and um, our technical director on the project, Ryan Hunsicker, he's also a, um, a, a long time, like 30 year musician. And he's like, how how they get the music done so fast? <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> that's what they do. So they, you know, they, they pulled some all nighters to make it happen and ended up with something that's, that's really pretty cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, so, I mean, check that out. That's, that's the story. Okay. Berlin? I'd hate to um I hate to butt in guys. I got a I got a thing at um nine forty five, so I'm probably gonna have to leave in like the next ten or so minutes. No problem. So no problem, um, man. I apologize. Well no, that's okay. Well then uh let's just well then we'll, we'll get to you then next. How about that? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Um if that's cool. Um so okay, so you're the announcer though in in the video, right? Yes. Uh, and but Rasputin is not in the video. Is that right? Did I see that right? There is actually a little, a, a little thing of Rasputin line. in there. One he he does okay. appear. Um, yeah. Well, t- tell us your and background. You're, you're, you know, you you have this voice. Obviously, we all can hear that. <laughs> but like, um, <laughs> like, t- 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 tell us wh- like where you've been and like, what is your aspirations and what what do you want to go? Is that? Oh, okay. Let's, let's, um, let's hit that first. <laughs> Well, <laughs> for the longest time, I wanted to be a like a, a biologist, but um, a, then in a big eighth different, grade, it's a big different switch there. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden in eighth grade, um, my voice like started cracking like violently. Like I always sounded like I was sick, and then one day, like poof, it it dropped like a solid three octaves, and all of a sudden, like. I was at like a crossroads. Like I, I was having new aspirations. Um, and so for a few years, I just kind of did like impressions for people here and there, but <laughs> still kind of wanted to pursue the biologist route. And then all of a sudden a kid told me, um, it was sat. If you guys follow, uh, sports, uh, the Boston Red Sox, I'm from, uh, Western Massachusetts and, um, Carl Bean, the public address announcer for the Boston Red Sox had sadly passed away in a car accident. And so the Boston Red Sox were holding open auditions for the public address announcer position. And so kind of on a whim, my father and I drove out to Boston on a cold February day. And, um, 
I read like a practice script for a public address announcer position um, for the Boston Red Sox. And about a week later, I got an email saying, congratulations, you've made the final round. Like we would like you to like with some 20 other people uh, to come back to the stadium and we, we would like you to read again. Now, I was an 18 year old kid at the time, so I didn't go back. But I thought, uh. wow. <laughs> I thought, wow, like this is like sports broadcasting, radio, like communications are just, this is something I could potentially sure. like have some fun with. And so that's what I've, I took a small theater class, um, played a small time villain in a play and got some acting, some minimal acting background. Nice. And ever since I've just been, I've just been doing a uh, freelance stuff and it's really starting to take off. And I think it's the most fun job in the world. So how did you get hooked up with these guys? Then? Um, I auditioned for it. Um, there was a, a Facebook, like a, a small, um, Facebook posting. And I, I reached out to, um, someone was acting as like the, the agent, like the casting agent. So I just auditioned and a couple of weeks later, um, I got a Facebook post saying <laughs> that, I was the announcer, and I'm like, "All right, sweet, <laughs> yeah, yeah, heck yeah, heck yeah, all right." Yeah, and so that we that just we so immediately cool. love this stuff. I mean, when yeah. when you hear like just even the his initial take was fantastic. He's got an awesome voice, but like he went he went so hugely over the top for uh, for this announcer. I mean, we we all just loved it immediately, and um, and that's basically what you hear uh, in in the video right from the top. So it just launches right into it. He's he's awesome. Okay, I'm shutting up. No, you're fine. Um, actually, we can we can. I initially, I looked. Um, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> here we go. I mean that. I think that right there. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, initially, I wanted to do like a calmer, more kind of growly grovelly tone take but then um i i actually asked a couple of friends like what they would expect and they were like no 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 none of that like growly kind of epic sounding stuff no mufasa or anything <laughs> go um play super smash brothers melee for 10 minutes and then do that nice so i played melee for 10 minutes and Awesome. And yeah, that's what people who are playing a MOBA a fighting game want to be hyped up. They don't want to be put to sleep. Sure. <laughs> that's and, yeah. That was right. the story of that. Give me a quick Rasputin. I know I, I'm so, like totally. I'm totally taking over this interview. And Verlaine's like, "Why am I even here?" But go. <laughs> so, so Rasputin is. Um, I'm still trying to develop the voice for that a little bit, but yeah. a little. It's it's a little. It's a little down in the throat. And I have to, I am Rasputin, the evil lord of the legends of the broad. <laughs> I have to listen to the, uh, the accent. That's okay. That's okay. That down. No, that's, that's awesome. cool. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's very down, very down in the throat somewhere. So I got to practice that a little bit. That's okay. No, I like it. That you, you have such a good base for, for a voice guy. Uh, me and Verlaine both have uh, radio backgrounds. So we, we hear different voices from time to time and we know what's good and what's bad. And dude, you, you, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you're on this, this, uh, uh, this Skype call with us. Cause I have a feeling this might be the last time you're ever on Skype. 
<laughs> Thank you. Well, you're going to um, be way too much. I, I just had a quick question, actually, for you guys before I head out. You yeah. say you work with the Cleveland Indians. Is that true? Or? Uh, I work uh, uh, the Browns, actually. I oh, the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> my bad. I, I'm just, I was no, about to say, the, I know the Clevelands are playing, the Indians are playing right now, and yes, I'm, I'm just are. a huge sport guy. So. Well, since, since we're not live, but to give you an idea of what time we did this on Monday, uh, October 17, 2016, uh, the Indians are up two to one. I just want to let you know. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> not, not that I've been paying record. attention on the side or anything like that, but just so you know, yeah. <laughs> nice. Hey, that's that's awesome to hear. Yeah, and, and, hey, and the was, Browns are still zero and seven, zero and six. Yeah, the they'll Patriots, be zero seven next week. <laughs> the Patriots kind of. I, I saw that. Um, was that two weeks ago? Or yeah, yeah, that was a, a rough game. Brutal, but yeah. <laughs> hey, well, it was. Hey, it was great talking with yeah. all you guys. Well, Verlaine, and, you want to ask him anything real quick before he goes? Um. Are, are, are the Indians going to the World Series? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Actually, but say it to us in your favorite uh, voice or fa- favorite impression you'd, you'd ever do. What's your favorite impression to do? Well, my most fa- uh, my oh, favorite impression I is Morgan it. Freeman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you give us? Uh, should, should we get like a like a like a liner from him? Yeah, that's what we need to do. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, say say like this is Morgan Freeman, and you're listening to the Game Fix podcast. <laughs> Please, what's, what's it? What's it called again? The, game. The fix? Game Fix podcast. <laughs> Why? What am I on? What am I doing? <laughs> this is Morgan Freeman, and you're listening to the Game Fix podcast. <laughs> That's nice. great. Awesome, That's so good. Well, thanks, man. Uh, we'll. Well, uh, Kev- yeah, um, geez. Okay, yeah, Kevin Urban, right? That's your name. Uh, everyone give it up for Kevin. Yay! Yay! Whistle, whistle. Hey. All right. Hey, thanks a lot, you guys. <laughs> and it was absolutely beautiful talking to you. Sounds good, Kevin. Thanks for joining thanks, us. Thanks, man. Right. Peace out. See you later. All right. Uh, Verlaine, you want to you wanna take the next one? Yeah, so um, I don't know. Are you guys okay with giving out the Kickstarter information, like details? Can I ask you about it? Yeah, I mean, so we're, I'm as soon as I get up in the morning, I'm setting it live. Um, cool. So it's it's ready to go. Um, there's uh, in fact, if you check out our Thunderclap link or anything on uh, our Facebook page, you can already see like the the sort of preview page for it, which is what's going to go live. So yeah, we can give any information out. Okay. Um, so. First of all, what is you? You obviously have started the game, and I mean, I don't know how close to finishing you are, but what are what are the funds that you're actually trying to raise going to be going to? So the the funds we're asking for, uh, our goal is 65k, and that is just a pathetically small amount in <laughs> in game development. <laughs> right. I mean, it really is like drop in the bucket style. This is this is like a five million dollar project that we've been working on for no pay for, for a couple of years now. Um, Are you use the funds to kickstart the project, though? Yep. So what the funds are going to be used for is basically to get uh, a crew, a skeleton crew uh, of our guys working full-time. So uh, because, you know, we're all working for profit share, um, uh, most of the guys, basically everybody, is either working full-time or contract work in addition to working on Legends of the Brawl. So funding the Kickstarter means that those guys 
um, including Ben and Dave, um, uh, we'll be able to go full time, 40 hours a week, and we can really start burning in, into uh, into getting the the game even further along. So we really wanted to wait to launch the Kickstarter until uh, we had a product that we could show that we felt really represented like the the vision for what the game is and so that people could actually see where the fun is and um, and really all the the sort of hyper combat that we're we're putting in and really get the feel and uh, and we're there so um, I'm really proud of of what we've accomplished so far but we really need the help in order to um, uh, get uh, get things moving and in some cases like some of our guys won't be able to stay on the project if we don't fund so this really is kind of a a make or break type of type of time for us um and so that that minimum funding goal is actually meant to get us to what we call the mvp our our minimum viable product of the game onto steam so you know our our ultimate goal is to get the game on steam and on xbox one and playstation 4 um, and we're uh, we're set up as uh, approved publishers on those platforms, but um, we it, it all takes time. It all takes money. So what we're doing first is trying to get up on Steam so that we can get some revenue generated. Um, and so the Kickstarter funds really will be kickstarting the like final stretch of the the game development now that all the foundation is in place. Um, so we get up on on Steam, get some revenue coming in, and then reinvest that into uh, in, into the crew and to get it uh, ported over to consoles. And uh, hopefully by that time we'll we'll be blowing up. I think it's now, a common you... misunderstanding with um, people who are uh, looking at Kickstarters too is that the funds should be able to fund the entire project, and that's not always the case, right? Like mm. in, in this case, we're it, we're trying yeah, to get us to a point where people can. And start playing. Yeah, but we're trying to kickstart the whole project. Right. That's funny. You guys are you guys are actually using Kickstarter correctly. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. weird. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> so, are you guys looking to get into the the Steam the preview program, or are you going are you going to wait until you pretty much have a solid like finished product and then getting on Steam? Yeah. So we actually have a, a green light page ready to go, um, and we're going to launch that the tomorrow as well and so that we can get some sort of like synergistic uh promotional uh value out out of it um so the the kickstarter will be sending people to the green light page to upvote us and the green light page will be sending people to the kickstarter page to hopefully support us or at least just share uh share the project with their buddies um and uh yeah i mean it's uh it's it's a pretty exciting time and it's pretty stressful but uh we're we're, are you gonna really proud of what we've got so i'm psyched are you gonna wait until the 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 game is finished before trying to port over to consoles yeah and have you thought about the xbox preview program uh i I, really i have not actually um but what we were going to do is as soon as we've got um some really solid like basically a, a, a full solid vertical slice demo that we can send out um, we'll be sending that over to Microsoft and have them take a look at it. And that not only helps get greenlit for uh, release on, on Xbox, but um, if they like what they see, uh, a lot of times they'll get behind the developer and uh, add some support. 
So that would be really, really uh, useful for us. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, so, you know, when I say the the game gets finished before porting, um, what I'm referring to there is, again, that that minimum product, which is basically, uh, you know, like four to six heroes, um, four maps plus our social area, and uh, just uh, a bunch of powers and enemies and things to upgrade and stuff. So the basic economy will be there, and sort of the the skeleton bunch of uh, of maps and heroes will be there um, enough to make it feel like a, a full game, but nowhere near like the the full vision of uh, of what we want to do with the game. So if you think like <clears throat> when Killer Instinct launched on Xbox One, uh, you know they I think they had just eight characters um, at, at launch, and then they kept expanding yeah. them over time, and so we're going to follow this the same sort of pattern. Cool. Well, that that kind of brings me to my my. I don't mean to take over, Dave. Yeah, no, take it over. <laughs> um, I was going to actually ask you guys about your stance on which I still to this day don't understand how it's profitable. Uh, but these free to play models that are coming out. Uh, you mentioned Killer Instinct. That was uh, a free to play model. Um, a lot of games coming out. Uh, to me, it just seems like some companies just need to do it. Like any game now that's going to be a MOBA, you might as well come out free to play because charging people like why? Yeah. I'm well, not talking about you guys, but how do you guys feel about that? And what, what are you going to try to, you know, what kind of model are you going to try to do? So something that works a lot like with free to play games in general is um, one, allowing the, the things that players purchase to help each other out, but not necessarily mm-hmm. helping via like power, but offering like, different kinds of rewards that, hey, if I'm playing with another person who's also benefiting the team, uh, who's also, like, purchased some skins or something because we will sell art, um, then they get bonuses, like experience bonuses to everybody else that they're playing with, which helps build the community up because people are helping each other do things. But um, in some cases, like, some of the free-to-play models themselves aren't necessarily... Some some of them just aren't viable. Okay. So you guys play... um, Heroes of the Storm, right? And yeah. so that model, you know, it's a free-to-play game, um, and they still make plenty of money from selling just the skins. There's no, like, power uh, upgrades that you can buy there. You can buy those the XP stim packs, but really that just helps you sort of, like, level your characters and uh, unlock, you know, those master skins It's like a, like a one-use deal now, yeah, yeah okay so do they do how do they do characters are they like you know free when they come out with a new character it's just free they are attainable but they mm. are not free so you you need to pay in-game currency for them um or you can use real money so you can either pay to like 10 to games yeah or or use like 10 to fifteen thousand, or at, at the start it's fifteen thousand gold which takes quite a bit of grinding so see I mean, that's, that's like weeks of play to, to do that. For me, it's always a toss up um, whether you know you go for the free to play game, which you know not to get anywhere, but to if you're not an addict and you're not going to devote your life to the game to get any anything fun or advance a little bit, you pay the money, or you pay the money up front like Overwatch, and then everything else is free. Yeah, but do you feel like that it's free? I mean, it although it is. Uh, if you really want to get a ton of stuff in Overwatch, you've really got to put in time. Oh, uh, yeah, but, but I'm talking... They're so slow. I'm talking so, about 
characters and like viable things like characters, maps, uh, game modes, those things that typically games like Mortal Kombat, they come out with a new character. They're going to charge you money for it. Killer Instinct, same thing. I'm not saying whether any any of them are good or bad, you know, but the way things are now, like with Overwatch, if if you're going to say, you know, am I really is it really free? I've already discussed even on this podcast that I see games as you're just subscribing to them five bucks a month for a year. Yeah. You know, and then either they come out with a second one, which is the same subscription, or they keep supporting, you know, the, the one you just bought. Yeah. So, so when you look at a lot of these models, I think the idea is that you you don't want people to feel like they have they they have to pay something if mm-hmm, they want right. to be able to play mm-hmm. it, obviously, right? Like that's yeah. that's a given. Um, but people, not everybody has the same amount of time to devote to a game that they really like to play. Right? right. So you give people the option who cannot devote the same amount of time that someone else would have the option to purchase some of those things. And I think that's the that's the cleanest way to implement. But um, not necessarily requiring <laughs> more purchases. Plus, this game is intended at the start to be uh, a purchase product, right? Mm-hmm. So you should be able to access anything you want in the game and future future things. And if you get on board on the Kickstarter, you're going to get a lot of that stuff for free already. Okay, exactly. Yeah. Well, let, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's let us talk about the actual the way this game looks. Uh, we're, let's talk let's talk characters. I think I think we need to get into characters because I I think as a gamer myself, uh, when when I mean just just you know Verlaine's talking about Overwatch, so many different characters. That's a big reason to play a game. So uh, it, it, in this case, um, you, we have uh, the first four, uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but Teddy Roosevelt, of course, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the uh, electric guy. I'm I'm an idiot. Cheese. Tesla. Tesla Nicola, thank you. Nicola yeah. Tesla. Hey, uh, can I get a can I get <laughs> buy a vowel? All right. Um, uh, and well, okay. Where's actually, he? you know what? I, before we do that, let's talk about Tesla's gun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and when 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 you when you go on to the Kickstarter and see this, you'll see the, see it in the video. Uh, the the whole idea behind the gun was just like a bazooka, like our or like I I, I don't know what was the best way to describe it. <laughs> Help me out here. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a, a lightning cannon. Yeah. So he's got uh, he's got basically like a little pea shooter lightning pistol that he carries around, um, and uh, so o- over time your characters will will gain special power, um, like uh, uh, kind of like a stamina meter or like in Street Fighter you you build up your special meter. Oh, okay. That same sort of deal. So um, over time he builds power, and then um, once it's max, he can uh, he can reach back. Uh, pop his pea shooter into his backpack, basically <laughs> pull it off his his shoulder, and it extends into this just big, gigantic like waist laying uh, <laughs> lightning cannon. Cool. So, and the effects that you see in the video, by the way, they're they're going to be uh, well enhanced in sure. in the final version. It's going to be even more gnarly than it is now because we're it's it's going to be basically just a a giant huge electric turret that. Uh, uh, that's just going to disintegrate like most everything. It's going to be super powerful. These things are, you're only going to be able to activate them once, maybe twice max uh, in each play session. Okay. So it, it's going to be, you know, high, high value, um, but, uh, but high risk. I mean, you, you do not want to miss when you, when you're going to use it. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's awesome. So we had this concept done by Rory Yates, who is one of our, our concept artists who's in, in Philadelphia 
and um, he, uh, you know, he just did a, a series of really cool stuff with with Tesla, and we're like, so what's uh, what's this thing? And you know, he's he draws him with this this like big ass lightning pen. Yeah. I'm like, that's that's the guy. That's him. We, we want that guy. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's have him. That's, that's cool. He's also got this uh, this electrified power gauntlet. Um, which uh, is kind of like a an early version. It's like a steampunk version of a Warhammer forty thousand power fist. So he, nice. um, you know, Tesla. He was he was tall, but you know, not exactly a physically powerful dude. So he's got this big exoskeleton that's built yeah. um, to uh, to help him maneuver and and uh, and jump and um, and also help him to move this this hugely heavy. Uh, big lightning cannon thing that he's impression as he moves. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, see, so, and, then you, uh, and then you got Teddy Roosevelt. He's got the boomstick, of course. Of course. Of course. Of course, he's got the boomstick. Uh, and and um, uh, what with, you haven't seen oh, from him is oh, yeah. his uh, his special artillery strike. So we're going to talk about that okay. a little bit later on during the campaign. Not, I mean, it's, it's not ready to show yet. Sure. But, uh, a little tease. Be, Ooh. Yeah. So he'll be he'll be calling in for sort of like a, an off-screen bombardment. And uh, big, big area attack. That's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, and then, uh, then we got Lizzie Borden. She's got the axe uh, again. Of course, she does. Uh, of course, she or, does. or the axe is right. It's it's dual axe. Right? Yeah, and she's dual. Okay. Yeah. She's dual. She had two parents, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, this, axe, this axe is dirty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, and then the the melee uh, the melee character would be Babe Ruth in this case, and of course his his. Is the bat right? I mean, he's got a bat. It's the it's the the triple bat. Oh, I oh mean, like yeah. the warm up bat. Like he's yeah, got like plastic one can have a bunch. Like that's right. He's gonna be knocking dudes off the map. <laughs> so Babe Ruth is currently in development. Um, okay. We have his his sculpt um, about eighty five percent there, um, and so he's gonna be something that's gonna be really fun to reveal. But you may not his his full game model probably won't be revealed until after the the Kickstarter's wrapped. And, um, okay, and then the other one is, is Amelia Earhart. Oh, sorry. <laughs> We're trying to keep this kind of G-rated, so mm, I think. Okay. So he's not beating women, is really what you're trying to say. That's good. <laughs> well, well, he, well, he will hit some female characters, but not uh, not right. in that way. Well, speaking it's of, it's okay if you're not drunk. That's hey, that, it's it's well okay. Yeah. And well, speaking Does of, it make it better or worse. It probably makes it better. He's got to be careful, though. He's getting Lizzie Borden. She's got axes. That's so. true. He's yeah. he is protecting himself in this case. So we'll we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll just we'll just go with that. And and speaking of another female, uh, Amelia Earhart, of course, like that to, to me is uh, her, what's her weapon of choice? Is it is it the uh, propeller that she's holding, or <laughs> she's got a bladed propeller? Oh, okay. So she'll be uh, oh, she'll be swinging that around, kind oh, of yeah. bow staff style, but sure. do a little bit of chopping with it too. Okay, so she's another melee qu- character then. Well, yeah, so we, we want every character to have uh, a melee and ranged options. Gotcha. Um, some, some of the options are going to be better than, than others. You know, um, like Tesla is really going to be better from a distance. Um, and, uh, you know, he can still defend himself up close, but you'll want to pull him back and um, support that, that type of way. So, in uh, Amelia, like I say, we probably want to have her throw the propeller as well that's what we've been planning on um we're still trying to figure out what to do with her special ability um you know we we say like her, her special ability is just getting lost 
but that's uh, <laughs> I don't think that's very interesting. That's terrible, but awesome all at the same time. <laughs> so I don't know what you do. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that we've got this roster. We probably have like 50, 60 characters from this time period. <clears throat> We're drawing from um, from history all over the world from like 1905 to 1915. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of really interesting people that were uh, around then. Um, <clears throat> but uh, but trying to figure out who who gets priority to be made um, is really tricky. And so, you know, part of the reason for the, the Kickstarter is to get people um, just interested in their project and on board and helping us determine what would be the most fun for them to play. So, you know, if somebody wants to really play as like Mark Twain or Mahatma Gandhi or, you know, Harriet Tubman or something like that, uh, we'll, we want to put them in. You know, Harriet and, Tubman. So, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, man. That's amazing. <laughs> she was, uh, she was apparently a really excellent shot uh, oh, okay. with, with the rifle. Sure. Um, and what about uh, Rosa you know, Parks, a strong woman. Got a little bit. <laughs> well, she was a little bit later. It's a little later though. Yeah. Rosa Parks. Um, but yeah, <laughs> she, so I she mean, might make an entrance as a baby. Ah, yeah, she'd be a <laughs> baby Parks. Yeah, yeah. Um, Very but yeah, so I mean, candy. you know, dudes like Sigmund Freud. Like, how how is he in the game? But because uh, you don't know what his attack's going to be. We have this whole new mechanic. Um, that we're going to introduce later on. Um, it's uh, it's all about insanity. So, oh, okay, the, that makes the, sense. The one character that's being introduced um, during the campaign, we're just prepping his assets now. So halfway through the campaign, we'll we'll have an, a, a big update with this guy. But it's H.P. Lovecraft. Ooh. And um, so he's uh, you know he's the guy behind Cthulhu and the Necronomicon and all sorts of uh, crazy stuff and. Um, He's he's gonna be super awesome, um, and the story with the game is that uh, Rasputin's uh, built this machine that uh, lets him basically uh, in, invade people's thoughts, and uh, sort of a, a side result of it is that people's nightmares come to life. So our first level, this this sort of Eastern European Gothic level, um, is a manifestation of Sigmund Freud's nightmares about his mother. <laughs> So when when you go to face off against the boss, it's this vampire queen like nightmare version of his mother that uh, that shows up. So yeah, uh, and he'll give you the whole rundown about why exactly that's happening. Uh, it's hilarious. We got this uh, this this great writer named Odell Atkinson who's um, been uh, been fleshing out a lot of how everything fits together, and um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. There's a ton of humor in it um and it just be a, a great world to sort of play around in cool verlaine you got something i hear some typing oh sorry <laughs> no, i don't i don't <laughs> care at all wasn't um, me for a change <laughs> so so do these the the maps in this game is there anything um i don't want to say special uh but is there anything unique to each one? Are certain ones better for certain types of play? Um, explain. We so I mean we do want to to go that route. Right now we've just got the one environment. Um, what we've been doing was really working hard on all the foundational systems to make sure that what we've got is fun and interacting with with the characters is fun, and then figuring out from there uh, how best. Um, to really do a level design. 
so we, we know what environments we want to visit, but the actual like mechanical setup of the, the boxes, all of the pathways and all that stuff, we were really waiting until we had a, a super solid foundation before getting too deep into that. Now, that said, there are some things like um, we've talked about having different character classes, uh, like a, a tech class and uh, a melee class and like a mystic class to where um, these these guys would be able to access uh, unique parts of the level um, only by playing a character of that type. Mm-hmm. Now, how okay. that fits into like a co-op gameplay environment um, it is a little tricky, you know, because we, we can't make it to where you can't proceed without a person of that class. That's not going to be any fun. Um, so there's a lot of tricky balance things that these questions that still need to be answered. Um, but, uh, but we're up for it. Nice. So the, the next environment to, uh, to be put together is going to be Tesla's lab. And, uh, so there's going to be some, uh, some robots coming to life that shouldn't be there. And there's going to be a little Cthulhu infestation in there as well. (laughs) That's cool. So it should be, uh, should be pretty funny because yeah, some, some crazy s- steampunk robots plus uh, some big tentacle slimes and um, so yeah, that that one's gonna be be pretty wacky. Dave, how do you feel uh, about one? all that? How do you feel about all? That? Oh, it's fun. It's <laughs> You're exciting. in. Yeah, oh, good, good, good. Uh, all the different styles. It's it's really fun to just you know be able to make something like that and someone going that doesn't fit. And you're like, no, it does fit. Steampunk, <laughs> it's Cthulhu. It's it's in there. We're good. <laughs> That's cool. How, how much? How much? Since I got you right now, Dave. You're like, how how much is this yours as far as ideas go? I mean, I, I would imagine a lot of you is in this game as far as the way it looks. Um, oh yeah, I mean, it's a it's a small company, true. so I mean, everyone kind of wears different hats. So sure. I'll have a lot of like the design discussions and whatnot of, you know, what what could be in this level or what could fit here or be some funny ideas. Like, uh, uh, I don't think Eric's talked to me about the traps, the whole trap system we're working with or what is it kind of mentioned. Um, we have these, these traps that are kind of, um, we don't know if we want to randomly place them yet or always oh, like throughout the, the map. Spots. I gotcha. But traps, traps kind of like, um, have you played, uh, orcs must die before? Uh, Verlaine has, he's a, he's a big, He's a big believer. I love that style. game. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, how they have those like over the top wacky traps. Well, we wanted to do something kind of similar, but you never know how they're going to work. Like, so we have this, um, this flame trap one. So it, it looks just like this, uh, like little kind of porthole on the ground, kind of like, kind of like a sewer cover, but wooden vents all over it. So if your guy steps on it, it can do one of two things right now. It can either, uh, pop up, and all these little like flame turrets come out and just kind of spin around and fry everything around you <laughs> okay. while you're safe on top of it. Cool. Or it can drop down to a pit and fry you. So mm. we're, ah, we're kind of playing sweet. around with, uh, with, with these traps. So you'll recognize them, but you're not sure what they're going to do at first. Oh, so it kind of gives cool. you that risk versus reward kind of feeling. My favorite part yeah. about that is you can also knock your friend onto the trap, and it might just mm-hmm. suck him down and kill him. I mean, who knows? Or, yeah. or, you, or you just killed yourself. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> I like it. That's cool. That's a great. Yeah, that's like it's like oh, I'm gonna. It's it's like gambling almost, but, yeah. but with with your life, not. You with need money. some of that competitive couch co-op, you know, in there. Yeah, yeah. Stop taking all my coins. Go maybe, on the trap. maybe maybe you guys can do like a like a like a side like mini game. I'm giving you ideas right now. Here we go. Maybe you guys do like a side mini game where it is like 
like betting your life. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know, it's kind of funny. We could just delete the all the game saves and game data too if you lose. Yeah, right? totally, <laughs> totally. <laughs> you get one shot at playing this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, what, what 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 is that? The uh, there's that cave game that's ugh. If you die, then that's it. You're done. Yeah. What's please please that? buy it again. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was so stupid. But um, well, guys, we uh, we I could talk about this game all night long, and I know I don't, I, uh, <laughs> and I know you. I mean, guys we could too. To. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you guys. <laughs> you guys have been talking about it for years. Um, for ladies, is there anything you want to add, real quick? Because I think we should let um, these guys go. <laughs> uh, just please, just do what you can to get this at least on Xbox. <laughs> That's definitely our goal. Well, yeah. because awesome. look. Uh, I have a Windows phone. Yeah, shame on me. My bad. Um, I thought they would amount to something. Hey, Batman has a Windows phone. Let's see? let's just come on. Right. I love the Windows um, phone personally. I really enjoyed it. But your you other would. the other Darkonic <laughs> games that come out, I can't play them. So this is my this is like my opportunity to finally like get into like actually get into one of your games, and I don't want it to pass me by. <laughs> we hear you, Berlin. He's crying. Right, thank you. He's crying. Uh, well, you guys are awesome. Thank you for taking the time to uh, sit with us. Is there anything you guys want to cover real quick? I, I mean, I could say you could follow you guys on Twitter at Darktonic Games, uh, Facebook dot uh, slash Darktonic, and of course uh, Legends of the Brawl. You can follow you them there. Yeah, uh, and, I mean, that's that's yeah. it. Check out the Kickstarter. Definitely. And did, did I read this right? I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I am. Um, the the Thunderclap, you had over a thir- 137% goal supported. <laughs> yeah, man. So, Not I bad. Mean, that's, that's pretty cool. Not We've got a little over 300K social reach on that thing, and hopefully we'll get some eyeballs on the project. For sure. For pretty, sure. Pretty excited about that. Well, uh, please go check them out. They're awesome. Um, and, yeah, Dark Tonic Studios, they're doing some really good things, guys. So please, please support them. Uh, support Support your local guys. Support the indies. So, and and of course we do, especially when there's a game of this magnitude from just, uh, dare I say, just a, a couple of guys and gals, just like in their house doing. I mean, y- you guys do other right. things. This is what you want to do, and you're doing it because all the for other gamers. You're out there to make history. <laughs> Can I say that? <laughs> <laughs> Well done. <laughs> Game. That was pretty bold. Like that? Yes. And I feel actually I feel really good about it too. I'm gonna. <laughs> well, guys, is, is there anything you want you want to you want us to hit real quick before we let you go? There's it's gonna be so much just updated on on the Kickstarter page throughout the campaign. Uh, just stay tuned to that. And thanks very much for for having us, guys. Of course, of course. Thanks so, for having us. Yeah, again, thanks to Dave uh, Farisi. Did I, I, I'm I'm like almost like mad. Close enough. It's, what is it? <laughs> Farisi. Farisi. Oh, Farisi. Okay. Uh, and uh, Kevin Urban, who actually left us halfway through. Uh, he's the announcer for for the game. Of course, uh, Ben Marcus, lead programmer, and Eric <laughs> Bosman. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right. Good. Uh, he is the he is the the president of uh, Dark Tonic Studios and the world. Did you just call him boss man. <laughs> boss man. He is small world. He is the boss man. So, um, well, uh, I guess we could say uh, uh, good goodbye. <laughs> 
Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Night, uh, please uh, fo- follow us. Follow us on Twitter as well at Game Fix Show. Follow them uh, on Twitter at Dark Tonic Games, uh, and uh, we will uh, see you next time. Goodbye. Have a nice Bye. day. Peace. I love you. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.